Welcome everyone to the Belong podcast uh, part one. Uh, it's really great for you to join us. I'm not sure whether you're on your way to work or where you're at home. Maybe you're doing the ironing if anyone does any ironing. Um, and uh, you've taken some time. Um, just what I want to say before you listen to the rest of this podcast, which is going to be really great. We've got some brilliant people in the room. Before you do that, I um, want to make sure you listen to the talk from Sunday the 12th, where um, I have been sharing my heart and what God's given us as a, a message about our vision. So if you uh, haven't heard that already, can I encourage you to pause this recording, then go and find it. You can either watch it on YouTube, uh, or you can listen to the audio recording using the normal podcast channel. So please go and listen to that, then come back to this recording, then it will make a lot more sense. Okay, that's the idea. Um, now, who's here in the room? We've got, uh, and if you do find us on Instagram, there's a wonderful picture of some brilliant Wellspringers. Uh, I'm just going to get everyone to go around and introduce themselves. So first I've got David Dodwell here. Do you want to say hello? Hi, everybody. Okay, do you want to say a little bit about yourself? Maybe people <laughs> sure. listening, who are you? Well, I'm the uh, lead pastor here at Wellspring Church. I live in Watford and um, I'm born and raised in Watford and I've been part of this church for however long, I, however long I've been however long I am old so 34 years wow so old now David I'll be 35 in a couple of weeks so wow everyone okay that gives you time now if you listen to this in time to save for a present for David all right you need to be inundated okay it's great next let's go around the table hello I'm Rachel Penrose I'm married to Mike who I live with in Watford um I work in bespoke furnishings at John Lewis and I grew up in Chorley Wood in a Christian family, and I've been around church for many years, but only joined Wellspring last year during lockdown. Okay, you're a lockdown Wellspringer. Okay, that's really yeah. good. Really great to see. And you, you live in the Watford Fields area, right? Pretty close to the Wellspring. Yeah, very yeah. close. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Okay, so who's sitting next to you? Hi, Michael. Hi there. Yeah, I'm Rachel's husband. Um my background is in IT, working in banking particularly. Um, I grew up in a church. Um, at the moment, I'm just finishing off a master's degree in data science. Um, but during a time when I was working in banking, I also did various things in uh, YWAM, years leadership training with the church, and um, spent some time working with the sports ministry in Ireland. So a bit of a varied background, and that's me. Yeah, that's great. And and do you, uh, you, when did you first hear about Wellspring, the two of you? We'd heard about Wellspring um, for a long time, really, because it's effectively our, one of our local churches. And we'd visited on a couple of occasions, like when it was snowing and we couldn't get to our other church, which was on the other side of Watford. Um, and then we just decided to move here. We wanted to pick a church together, which we hadn't done since we were married, had we? That's right. Um, and it was in walking distance. Very good. That's really good. Well, thanks for joining us uh, for this uh, podcast recording. Okay, next. Hello, my name is Olu Amuzan. I live in Watford. I'm a father of uh, three children, married. I work in uh, medical device uh, industry as a site developer. Um, yes, I've been a member of Wellspring Church for about eight years now. And I lead the uh, community group. Yeah, you do. You lead one of the great groups. Now, uh, you say that a medical device um, manager, what does that actually, what, what does that mean? What do you All do? Right. What do yes, you make? So, yes, I, uh, so we do um, various products for ophthalmology type of um, 
devices. Oh, do you do so, those things where they put lenses in at the opticians? Intraocular lenses. Do you? Yes. Oh, I used to hate those and because it's so heavy on your head. I remember as a kid, like, <laughs> trying to keep my neck straight, but they put the lenses in. They are lighter now, so they are not. Are they? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Okay. That's really good. Okay. And uh, last but not least, Rachel, say hello. Hi, everyone. My name is Rachel Iberola. Um, I live in Nutbushi. I'm an early years practitioner. And um, I was born a Christian. I live in the church. I've always been in the church. And um, I joined Wellspring Church about four years ago now. I joined Wellspring because my first daughter started coming to Wellspring. Um, <laughs> it got to a point where they were not very comfortable with our family church where we, where we attended. And um, so she started coming to Wellspring. Others sometimes go to church and they don't. So I felt it's best to just be together as a family in one church. And I came to Wellspring about four years ago. I loved it. And all the family, we've all settled there yeah, at Wellspring really, now. Yeah, That's great. That's really good. Well, listen, thank you all for taking the time um, for this. Now, I know the people that are listening, uh, they probably have got loads of things on their mind. But what we're talking about is some important subjects. So it'd be good for us just to commit this time to Lord in prayer. Maybe Ollie, you could just lead us. And where you are right now, look, if you're driving, don't shut your eyes, okay? <laughs> um, but let's take a moment just to, to pray. Maybe Ollie, you could lead us. Almighty God, we want to thank you for this time to, that we have, you have given us to have a conversation with one another. And we ask, committing ourselves now into your hands, asking you, Lord, to be in our midst and to guide our thoughts and to guide this conversation, Lord, and to bring comfort uh, to every heart that is listening and bless us all together in your mighty name. Amen. 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 Fantastic. Well, again, Tim, thank you for sharing your heart and uh, the vision and the first part of our Belong series. It's been great to hear it. And uh, there was a lot of content in there. So it'd be good to share amongst uh, those here just what jumped out for you. So uh, I'm going to go straight over to you, Rach. Uh, what particularly of the things that Tim was sharing, what came out for you as like those things that resonated? What resonated with me mostly from that message is the, the fact that God looks out for us as a people. Um, he loves us so much and he also wants us to extend the love mm. out there into our community. But it takes us coming together and drinking first, soaking ourselves in the spirit for us to be able to go out and then do what God wants us to do. Yeah. Fantastic. That was decent. Yeah. And uh, particularly whilst uh, Tim was speaking, he shared uh, many different things and pictures. Anything particularly for you of a picture of the scriptures that came out? For me, I think it's the, the um, passage in Isaiah yeah. where there's that big transformation once, you know, at the appearance of Jesus or the Holy Spirit, you know, so to say, everything changes. You know, the broken hearted, they get healing, the, you know, feeble knees, you know, I know all, all that actually really, I mean, it's amazing what God can do or what God wants to do. He wants to do what, you know, so much with us and um, for us. But he's looking for us also to be ready for, for him to, to, to do what he wants to do. 
Yeah, fantastic. Thank you for sharing. All right, I'm going to swing it over to the Penroses. Uh, <laughs> what, what jumped out to you guys? I think for me, Tim talked about um, five things it means to belong and a couple of them really struck me. Um, to be known for who we really are, but still kind of being accepted and loved. I, yeah. I, I fully agree with that. I think that's really important. Um, I guess in the context of kind of belonging in a, a, <clears throat> in a group um, where there's a sense of purpose or something you're trying to achieve, I, I totally agree with that as well, that um, belonging really um, grows much quicker when, you, when you're trying to achieve something together as a team. I know for myself and some teams I've been in that maybe only lasted for two or three weeks, whether it's a short-term mission or um, whatever it might have been. Sometimes I get a really strong connection with those kind of people that can last for years afterwards, sure. even though um, we weren't together for long um, because we were working so closely together. So I, th I really agree with that kind of um, belonging coming from a shared sense of vision and purpose. There's a sense of as a communal purpose, but I think that God has a purpose for each one of us personally as well. And I guess how he weaves all those things together is um, can be completely amazing, but also can be a sort of source of pain where sometimes it doesn't quite work out how we wanted. Um, yeah. So those are a few things that came to mind. Um, yeah. yeah, some great reflections there. <laughs> That's good. Rachel? Yeah, I think the um, story of redemption of the woman at the well and how she changed a community because of her transformation and how we can change communities because of our transformation. Um, but that comes from belonging as well. Mm. Um, and that's where we can grow the most and develop the most, and only then can we help transform others, really, in our communities. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, the sense of um, belonging really helps our becoming, I guess. It's mm. kind of... Um, Two sides of the same coin. It's brilliant. Thank you. Uh, Olu, anything particular that came to mind for you? Yes, I was struck by uh, what uh, Tim said about the fact that uh, belonging can be a choice first before it becomes a feeling. So when we um, make a commitment to belong, it's actually a decision um, of choice. And then as we persevere, as we pursue God in that sense and we seek to, you know, to become stable in our sense of belonging to Wellspring, we will discover that um, the feeling follows. We become a, um, we are now able to actually refresh others with the love of God that we have received. That's good. I, I just want to pick up on that actually, Ollie. I, at the, um and perhaps we can have just an open discussion about this, to be honest, is that there'll be people listening that just, maybe they feel they've tried to belong, even to this church family. I tried, I tried to make an effort, and, and it wasn't reciprocated by other people. That can be really lonely, can't it, sometimes, when you feel like you're the one always making the effort. Um, but I, So it'd be good for us to talk about what, what, why do we sometimes struggle to belong? And we might want to think specifically because we're talking about belonging to specifically to a local church. It could be this local church, or it could be just the idea of local church. Why? Why do you think we we struggle to belong to a group or feel our find our place? I guess there will be different reasons, and I'll use the example of the woman by the well. <laughs> Some people are in that situation where they feel 
less of themselves because um, there's a kind of label in terms of what their circumstances or situation is. And unfortunately, they come to church, they don't still feel loved. So why do I want to belong when I don't feel loved? We all want to be loved. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think um, out of sight, they say it's out of mind. So like when we had the lockdown, uh, we were not able to actually see each other, even though we were able to connect uh, over YouTube and Facebook and all of that. So yeah, that sense of belonging actually got lost. And I think many of us struggled. So I think um, one of the things that will really help us is to seek prox proximity with one another. Uh, to, and that's actually called fellowship. And, uh, you know, there's a passage in the Bible that says we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as a man of some is, but we should, you know, we should actually gather and meet. So I would say uh, proximity is very important and people will struggle when there's a, a, a kind of distance, um, you know, to brothers and sisters in the yeah. church. I mean, you mentioned the, the pandemic, the effect of it. It was really interesting for us as a church that we suddenly, the lockdown happened and we suddenly had to, from our lounge, <laughs> from the Roberts Lounge, had to turn it into some kind of church service studio thing. And actually in those initial weeks, it was like, wow, we can still be together. First lockdown, it was almost like we're learning new skills. And guess what? There's in fact, the number of people engaging with our services more than we'd ever had ever before. We thought, oh, it's revival. It's amazing. But, but actually, after a very short space of time, it, it's just not the same, is it? It's just not the same without that proximity you mentioned. Yeah, I totally agree. And also to follow on from some of the questions about why we struggle to belong, I was thinking about like, what is it to be human? Um, and there's many things that we need like to be human. Or, But some of the most key things are relationship and work. Um, and I guess with relationship, like when you're not meeting together, you're not getting the same level of like connection. And some people who maybe work from home might have noticed this with the work as well, that you don't have the chats with someone over when you're getting water or getting a coffee during the break, that you don't have the same level of connection. It's the same at church that... Um, doing it online is, you know, during the lockdowns, it was better than not doing anything, but it's not the same as being in the room together. Now, David, you've been around a while in kind of in this church and the church, and we, we've seen, we have seen many people join and say, yeah, we're part of this. We've also seen people kind of drift away. Why, why do you think people struggle sometimes to, to connect and feel that sense of belonging? I think uh, picking up on what Michael said, one of those main things is simply how we relate to one another. Um, expectations of people that I, I don't think they always match. I don't think they're always the same. They differ and through different seasons, through different experiences, they change in time as well. And I think really the difficulty for people to belong and belong to one another is, um, I guess, uh, our sense of thirst and need for a relationship and for one another. And you mentioned it when you shared in your preach about, you know, agony and, you know, inconvenience and sacrifice, those kind of things. They, they make it hard and, and that's what it is. It's that commitment uh, to one another. But I think here, if we're, we're going to talk really personally about Wellspring Church, I think people have tried if we're going to be honest, and some of them haven't felt that be reciprocated. 
And, um, and that could be all the way down to a culture-driven thing, which I, as a leader here, do feel a responsibility for. Not all of it. We're not going to take all of it. But I do feel that, having said that, this is a new day. Uh, God is leading us in a new way, a new direction. I mean, you've heard some great things, at least that's new and reframing stuff in vision from uh, Tim. So my, my heart would be, despite what has been, Let's start this new chapter together if you're willing to take on what has been shared of the vision and searching after and pursuing the presence of God, uh, not just as an individual, but as a family. Yeah, I think that's totally key because actually I know that sometimes in the past people maybe struggled to belong in a new setting if they've been disappointed by a previous church setting. And I think sort of, church as it as it is sometimes we can tie ourselves up in knots creating maybe rules and regulations and ways that we try and get people to fit in and to belong and if people don't fit in in that way and don't belong in that way then they can feel rejected and that can be really really painful um and i have experienced that in a previous church setting so i i i understand that but actually you know i think the church is is open to share God's grace with everyone and we're all welcome and we're all invited. Um, and that's what we seek to be with this kind of new day and this new start is that everyone's welcome. Yeah, and I think there might be people listening who've been around for a while think, well, you say everyone's welcome, but I didn't feel welcome or someone said something stupid to me and and then heard about my lifestyle choices or what I got up to on Saturday night and then then I wasn't welcome and then I've never come back. And you'd be amazed over 22 years, some of the emails that get sent to people in ministerial positions, actually part of what they say is true, actually, and, and, and the right way is to apologize. So if anyone's listening and they've actually been hurt or felt hurt by the past, then it, I, I want to not diminish that by saying join the club. But let's be honest, we've all been disappointed because of that thing that has been mentioned. It's inconvenient. It's agonizing. It's difficult. We, we hurt each other. We don't mean to. But the church is full of flawed people who are gathering around the well because we all need what God wants to give us, don't we? Um, but there's hurt. But the good thing is around the well of the Holy Spirit, as you mentioned and brought out as we were reading Isaiah, there's healing. <laughs> there, there's, there's new life. And so I think you're right to point out this is a new season. And part of our heart anyway is to invite everyone listening, everyone Wellspring, in the whole Wellspring kind of world and we include in this people that have yet to even step inside this building but people are in I don't know New Zealand there's some regulars that are all over the world now there's a lady called uh, I won't say what her name was I shouldn't do that a uh, lady from Chennai in India that was joining our Friday morning prayer at one point saying yeah I'm part of Wellspring and she's she, she's getting up or was it late at night anyway she was joining our early morning prayer and feeling like she kind of belonged we're saying mm. to everyone let's look to the future and kind of give yeah. this um, some kind of new start. So hopefully that's helpful. But let's be honest about the struggle because sometimes it can be. Uh, that's good, Tim. I think it's important to share that at least as a leadership and as Wellspring Church on a whole, uh, I believe our motivations or intentions have always been good. But we've got to be honest, as being part of human, we've, we've made mistakes along the way and not to list them all or even try and think of them because we'll miss some, obviously. But um, yeah, I do want to 
share an apology and say, sorry, if, you know, in the past you have been hurt or the, the sense of belonging has actually made you feel that you're on the fringe or there's no sense of connection. That was never our intention. We do love you. And I, I'm just reminded by what Rachel was saying, Rachel Penrose about, you know, the grace. I just, I'd, I'd like to ask for your grace being extended towards us as we move into this next chapter of Wellspring Church and uh, be reminded that the Holy Spirit does transform us. And I really believe, at least from a leadership perspective, what God has done in our hearts, we've gone through a significant transformation. And because of this, this is why you're having the Belong series and uh, kind of fresh vision and fresh direction and, and reframed values and things like that. So yeah, I just wanted to emphasize that. And alongside that, Tim did speak about Jesus's love transforming communities. And so it'd be good, at least with the people here, and for those of you listening, to even just to think about what areas of community would you love to see Jesus's love transform? And, and in that, particularly what you can see yourself playing a part in. So um, let's go to Olu with that one. Oh, yeah. So, well, yes, um, I th- our, the motto of our church is transforming communities uh, with the love of God. Um, and I know that um, we, we have always, we've had it many times that we needed to be filled with that love before we can share it, before we can give it out. So I think the, one of the ways by which we can do that is when we come together uh, and we pull together, um, we worship God together, He fills us afresh with His Holy Spirit and then we can then go out into our world, uh, wherever that may be for each and every one of us, and be a witness for the Lord. So we become bolder in our witness to the, mm-hmm. uh, for the Lord. We become stronger in our faith and we pursue God um, individually and corporately uh, on a deeper level. So this is what I believe uh, God wants to do in this new season. Yeah, wonderful. And particularly for, for you, just to get a bit more personal, is there... Uh, Pizza, you see yourself, God, moving in your life to reach people, whether, I don't know, being at work, you mentioned, but I know your involvement in helping at least, you know, prayer walking this certain particular area that we're in, the fields, uh, neighborhood and the town center. But is there anything or like a people group or a neighborhood or even a, yeah, just a group of people that particularly... Yeah, yeah so I mean, during the lockdown, we, I joined the group of uh, those who actually go and do the prayer work. And uh, along the way, we also started actually doing evangelism. And actually, it's uh, my first time doing that in Europe. <laughs> so that was a very good experience for me. So I look forward to being able to continue that, you know, combining prayer with actually talking to people as you go on the street and you prayer walk and the Spirit of God leads you to just share a word with somebody. So it's not, for me, it's a combination of prayer and witnessing. So I think, yes, thanks for reminding me that David, that's one, of, one, <laughs> that's all right. one strong area yeah. I really want to, I want to see how God will help me to develop in that and transform the community. Thank you, Ollie. Right. Um, Rachel Penrose. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, Mike and I are involved in leading our ACORNS group, which is the toddlers on a Tuesday morning. And um, we've missed them over the summer. We start back again tomorrow. And um, we have lots of parents and children that come along to that that don't come to the church or any church regularly. Um, And we have a real opportunity to chat to them and to maybe see lives transformed as we get to know them um so that's really part of where my heart is 
Fantastic. Yeah, it's great. And I can say I've seen that in action too. So that's wonderful. <laughs> Michael. Yeah, similar. I mean, that's our main focus at the moment. Tim used the word season before, and that's the season that we're kind of focusing on how we're serving both with that and also with Springlets, yes. which is a similar age group. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a great opportunity to... It's wonderful to see so many of them like keen to come into the building, come into this space. Um, a lot of a lot of the kids like don't really have much experience of interacting with other kids because maybe they were born during lockdown or just before. So, so that's a really positive thing for them that they're stepping out, they're kind of building their social development and stuff. So it's nice to see that happening in a way that um, might have happened at a slightly younger age if it wasn't for COVID for those kids. But as Rachel was saying, obviously the deeper kind of objective is to share something of God's love through that as well and, and you know, help kids have opportunities to share the gospel. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, being part of that previously as well, I've seen how the ministry is not just, it's a great provision for the children, don't get me wrong, but I just see it so powerful what you do in terms of being available for those parents and even carers who are coming along and having just conversations. It's it's a wonderful opportunity to share, express God's love and even see change happen over, you know, a term. Yeah. Cool. Um, Rachel Igbarilla. Yeah. My heart mostly is for the elderly, um, those who are find it hard to go out in the communities to, you know, to have interaction with people, those who are lonely and just um, indoors. My heart usually goes for them most times to see how we can support them. I think about that a lot of times, I just don't know how how can we reach them? How can we support them and um, lead them to Christ? You know, sure. in that stage of their lives when you know some some of them are ready to to pass on and all all, all of that. Um, so yeah, that's where my heart is mostly. I also look out a lot of times for the homeless. Especially in winter, I feel my heart beats, pounds a lot when I see them on the road. And um, yeah, how how do we support them? How do we bring them, you know, to Christ and then meet their needs as well at the same time? Thank you for sharing, Rachel. That's fantastic. And like um, Michael was saying earlier on about, you know, when you spend time doing something together, it brings a greater sense of belonging and connection to knowing one another around you. I just, I want to encourage you as we, we, we go further with this belonging journey, we getting to know one another and like minds and like, like hearts, you know, come together and you can express ideas and thoughts and prayer. You know, who knows what will be birthed through people coming together through this um, beginning of this belonging adventure. So yeah, fantastic. That's really good. Yeah. And, and actually, when we start talking about these seasons, sharing them, and maybe as you're listening to this, um, for you might there might be an area that burns that, as Rachel, as you described, your heart beats mm-hmm. faster. Yeah. That's often the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. saying, I, and other people will just walk past, but something gets you. Mm-hmm. That's often the Holy Spirit saying, yeah. I want to remember what was said on Sunday about place. God is, he, we're not here by accident. He's in the business of saying, I'll give that a unique individual, those gifts, those passions, and I'm going to place them. And in that place, they can be used. When we start sharing about that, we say, well, do you know what? We partner with some charities that work with the homeless and they're always looking for volunteers. 
So we can talk about that. We, we partner with people. We know people in the community because of our civic connections that are working with the elderly. There are people in care. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Instantly we have a conversation, like you said, David, on the journey going forward is that we find opportunities to find gifts and talents and calling. And it won't just be filling a rotor on Sundays. It'll actually be more probably stuff that happens from Monday to Saturday than it will be things that happen on Sunday. And that excites me a lot. Because the surface area we talked about is massive. And across the whole church, we probably have meaningful interactions with tens of thousands of people every single day. Well, listen, I think our time's coming to an end. We don't want this to be uh, too long. And if you're still listening, God bless you. Um, Listen, I want to say a massive thank you to Michael and Rachel and to Ollie and Rachel and David. Uh, Thank you also to our producer, the the one and only Johnny Rudd. And uh, listen, um, in a moment, we're going to pray and want to just commit the rest of our day, whatever's in your day together. But I just want to kind of recap one or two things. Is that... um, There is an opportunity as we approach the end of September for us to make a heartfelt commitment in the presence of God together on our Sunday. Now, listen, if you have to be away on business, you're away on holiday, if you are, have a nice time. But if you can't be there on the 26th, then there is going to be a way of you still taking part in what is going to be a significant symbolic act. And uh, if you keep your uh, eyes open, if you're in the Wellspring Church Centre, you'll see on the corridor, on the top corridor, Um, something that will give you some idea of uh, what we're going to do. But there's going to be a way for everyone who wants to, on that day, to say, I belong here, and to do that in the context of prayer and celebration. And then the plan is to have marquees out the side of the Wellspring, loads of food, and we're just going to hang out together, um, all ages together. And we will make room for you, even if there's you know, even if we have to pack everyone, we're going to make room for as many people as possible to have a shared moment. And we've got some delicious food that's going to be prepared. Uh, All the information, if you want to contribute to some of the food, there will be the opportunity um, if you want to get cooking a nice pavlova. In fact, if you are, if you like, I really like strawberry pavlova. That's my favorite. So if anyone is wanting to just provide that, then save a piece for me on the 26th of September. Okay, so that's just wrapping up. David's going to share more on Sunday, the 19th of September, about the specifics of what we see it will mean for us here in Wellspring to commit to belong, that whole thing of commitment. Um, And then we'll wrap up and have a great time uh, on the 26th. And listen, it doesn't matter where you are in the world. um, We want to pray God's blessing on you. And actually, wherever you are in your journey with God, even if he feels distant right now, I just want to pray a blessing on you um, before this podcast comes to an end. So let's pray together and be aware of his presence in our in our rooms, in our cars, wherever we are. Heavenly Father, thank you that when you look at a desert, at a dry place, in Christ you see new life, you see color, you see flowers, abundance, renewal, restoration. You're the God who restores. And Lord, we want to bring to you the dry parts of ourselves of our own relationships with you or even with the church, Lord, where there's dry, cracked areas. Lord, help us not to try and dig our own cisterns, but instead to draw close to you. And Lord, I pray for everyone listening. We pray for everyone listening, Lord, that you would fill us again with your Holy Spirit, that we would, that you'd cause streams to run through the desert and to bring new life. And as Isaiah prophesied, there'll be singing and joy when the news of this gets spread around, when this message gets spread, there is new life in Christ. 
And so, Lord, bring healing, bring restoration, and bring hope. And for the rest of our day, Lord, we commit it to you. Lord, even today, help us to bring life to those around us by the power of your spirit and in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 We all say amen. Thank you so much for joining us. Tune in for part two of this podcast next week. 